Good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, podcast fans. It's uh, Do You Expect Us Talk, uh, commentary edition. Uh, obviously, I am not uh, Becca, the usual host, uh, but she's here. Say hello, Becca. Hello, Becca. <laughs> and uh, obviously, it's our uh, favourite Dave. It's Mr. Dave Bond. Oh, why your favourite Dave? There's some great Daves around, so I'm quite touched. Good well, Dave. D- Dave that I know who I podcast with at yeah. this current moment. <laughs> second, in, second in the world rankings to Davey, Posey, Beaky, Mick and Titch. I've actually come from my local area. Really? Yep. I hope you mean geographically and not... You know. No, not, no, not generally, but <laughs> geographically to me. That's fun, folks. I'm in uh, south of England. Shout out to the 1960s hit act, Davey, Posey, Beaky, Mick and Titch. <laughs> I Which I didn't expect to mention on a from Dustin Dawn commentary, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> I've no idea who this person is, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so as Dave, uh, you know, spoiled for us all, it, we are doing from Dustin Dawn. It's our return to Tarantino, um, just because we just got breaking things in a bit easier because we did a commentary on uh, last week or two weeks. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, and. Uh, yeah, we thought we'd do a couple of commentaries to ease us back in of a, uh, after our hiatus, um, rather, and then we'll get straight into uh, Kill Bill. So that's the plan, podcast listeners. And um, yeah, so we've, we're watching For Dust Dawn on Netflix, not Blu-ray, so but everyone can access that, I imagine. Everyone's, everyone's got Netflix. Um, the streaming services are available, but... Just well, but aren't as popular, so... No, but... <laughs> probably don't have good, so... Dawn on Yes. And well, yeah, that's true. That's and we true. do, of course, mean the 1995 Robert Rodriguez film, not the Netflix original TV series. God, so if yeah. you're wondering if you're wondering why there's no George Clooney and it cuts out an hour into the podcast, that's why. <laughs> this is going to be a long commentary of, like, we sit through a whole three seasons of... <laughs> <laughs> We apologise now that there there is a bit of nudity in this film, so if you get long periods of silence from Chris, we apologise in advance. If you hear four noises from Dave, then that's why. Because that's the noise I make. I sound like a triumph fucking firing up (laughs) when I see someone that I'm attracted to. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is the film that I said I may have watched years ago and can't really remember, but Never really when you say for. may have, is it a secret? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of thought, well, he talked me around to it, so I thought it was a little bit unfair of me to say no to this one, but I thought, well, I haven't seen it in a while. I can't really remember it. All I remember is that I perhaps I didn't like it, so I'll give it another bash. So here we are. I, I remember my first viewing really well, but I, you know, I, it, it's the, the things are back at, you know, it, it's not really a film that you that is unrememberable. I mean, it, it certainly sticks in your mind. I was like, yeah, perhaps I think I'm. I'm sure I was underage, um, and it was like a <gasps> pirate copy around a friend's house or something like that. You know. I hope they're not friends anymore. <laughs> Showing you fucking grown Shot up them stuff. to the police. No. Um, oh, oh, well, sure, oh, to, to be fair, I was underage when I watched From Dust Till Dawn because I wasn't eighteen uh, at the time. Well, I think one of my fondest I, memories is probably seeing I, I was something like 19. The Exorcist when I was twelve around a friend's house or something, and that was, that will forever be burned into my brain. I laughed my ass off at The Exorcist first time <laughs> I saw it. Um, I, my, my sister I, um, says that this is a comedy, but there you are. <laughs> well, it's the age it's of awesome. it, it got re-released around 98, something like that. <laughs> I went to the cinema to see it. Um, my 
then girlfriend's father had been chatting to us about what a terrifying film it was and then my mother quite separately was like oh my god not the exorcist Mm -hmm. and i went to see this film that like our parents generation were terrified by and i found it hilarious um but um from dust till dawn i saw when i was 19 it was kind of on a whim i think it was around the time 12 monkeys came out within a few weeks of that a friend of mine said let's go to the cinema and we literally just jumped in a cab went up to edge lane in liverpool went in and watched things to do in denver when you're dead came out of that and then this was about to start so we went walked back in to see this that's another tarantino-esque film isn't it desperate wants to be tarantino yeah, but, I'm, but that, I remember that being pretty decent, at least enough, you know. For I, all, I, of... all I remember talking about me sounded like a triumph, fucking firing up. The guy <laughs> next, the guy I went with, Gabriel Anwar appeared on screen, and he just went. <laughs> and, and I, I, I was wondering whether to move down a seat. <laughs> did, did you check the back of your head for dampness? <laughs> he sat beside me, so it had to be something of a contortionist, but. Um, I was because he he did it so loud. Yeah. I was like, I was looking around thinking, God, they just think like two sad blokes have got I me. Mean, two sad blokes had walked in, to be fair, but <laughs> but not well, but not two sad blokes perving over a random mattress. I, that, I I did almost as bad a few years later. I went to see, um, I think it was the fourth Resident Evil film, and the Alice. Got, yeah, Alice got to. I went with two friends. One of those friends has got MS, so it was just getting him out of the house, really. Um, and there was a bit where Alice was about to take a shower, and just as she's about to whip her kit off, that she hears a noise, and then all thoughts of showering disappears. And I said out loud, oh, don't distract her. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem was, even there was only about 15 people in there, even though it was one of the bigger screens. And it was quite quiet. And I promise you, the whole screen fucking pissed itself laughing. Everybody heard, looked at me, and fell about laughing. And I was like, sorry about that. <laughs> the the ironic, ironic thing is that, that, that was probably like the, the, the biggest part of the entertainment for them that, in the entire film. Yeah, my friend said afterwards, he said that was by far the best bit of that film. And he still talks <laughs> about it years later. Yeah. And he, he embellishes, I'm sure he wants another story like it and keeps embellishing things that I say. I'm more verbal when I go with him because it makes him laugh. Yeah. But like the bit in The Wolf of Wall Street where Margot Robbie appears naked in the doorway. <laughs> I know for a fact I went, oh, look at that. <laughs> right? But he swears blind. I pointed at the screen, looked at him and went, did you see that? Which I didn't. <laughs> But it all started with a young man from London I met in Liverpool who went over Gabriel Anwar. Still wasn't joking when you said you went. Yes, but I'm. I was just trying to do an impression of. um... Me doing it. You were trying to do an impression of Mario from Liverpool. (laughs) Wahoo! No, trying to do an impression of. um, Vic Reeves. (laughs) What, rubbing his legs? All right, okay, that that works well on an audio-based uh, entertainment format. <laughs> okay, should we watch from Dust Till Dawn, folks? Yeah, fair enough. So we are on Netflix, so we're just going to press play and it'll start. So uh, on three. So that's okay. one, two, and three. And away we go. And I've got the, the old Miramax thing. A, presti- a prestige brand that's as prestigious today as it ever was. 
We'll just avoid no, that. It's not until tarnish. We, we should see a we should see a dimension films. Yeah, uh, going into liquidation. Well, that's yeah. the Weinstein company. Miramax got sold to uh, Disney. It's named it after, named after their parents, like Mirror something and Max. It wasn't oh, mine. Mirror something and Max. Um, Dimension Films was always the one Bob Weinstein oversaw, and it was the more sort of B movie kind of thread. It was very much. Something uh, to do with Halloween as well. Yeah, that was a Halloween um, H two O series. That yeah, would have gone out on Dimension just yeah. by definition. That's that's the only one. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm not convinced that inside that store will be a world of liquor. <laughs> <laughs> There might be, might be a lot of it. Mm. Oh, it's that guy again. Michael Parks. Michael he Parks. Played, he is in the Kill Bill films as this character. Oh, he is, that's why. And his, and, and, his, and his son plays his son in this film as well. And that's he's, right. He's, yeah. he's, in in the, you know, he's in the sequel to Dust Till Dawn as well, so it's kind of like... Right. Oh, God. Got another one. <laughs> what, Texas, you got Texas Blood Money and The Hangman's Daughter or something like that. In film terms, there were two sequels. Mm. Robert Patrick was in one of them. Oh, wow. Now, I didn't realise this, but this that's John Hawkes, isn't it? It is John Hawkes. Looks nothing oh. like him. Even when it's pointed out, it doesn't really look it like him. It's completely different. Because it's completely... Because he, he came to prominence, like, sort of late 2000s, really. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, so the he's film just... I, what was that film I first saw him with? Uh, he was with Helen Hunt in a film where he played a completely, like, paralysed guy who'd never had sex, and she was yeah. like, sex. Okay. I complete. I forgot the name of it, but I, I, I remember I, seeing I, it. I, I only, I only watched it for the articles. Yes, <laughs> for the acting on display. Yeah, but yeah, again, he's basically been uh, not Steve Buscemi, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Because I think Steve Buscemi was actually meant to be that. Well, meant yeah. to do was meant role. to be him. Yeah, but you can clearly see it's you know it's like that's such a. Thing. But yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a decent performance. Yeah, Michael Parks died last year. He, uh, the most recent thing I saw him in was the Kevin Smith film Red State, as the sort oh, of yeah. uh, Fred Phelps analog creature. Yeah. He also Did was it? in that um, Walrus, Walrus film uh, Tusk. Tusk. I never saw that. Yeah. He's I also that he, he does play a second role in Kill Bill Two. It's whether you recognise him when you see him. He's very much like a B-movie actor, wasn't he, Michael Parks? But he's always really well regarded. Always very, very well regarded, yeah. And uh, actually, this scene always stuck in my mind when it came Mm. to this film. Um. He's played a lot of villains, though, especially using Death Death Wish films. Have you seen the poster for the new Death Wish film? Bruce in front of like an American flag with like husband, father, patriot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what they're doing with that because they, they did like a grindhouse oh. version of it. It's like, what? Okay, why? Mm. It's just it, I it, why? I, 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 I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's Eli Roth in it. I fuck knows what he's thinking. Eli Roth's not great. <laughs> no, I mean, so, I watched that Death Wish film, so you know, don't be mm, wrong, mm. but I'm not expecting it to be great. <laughs> That's all. No. Um, they're actually, this is relevant. I mean, they've gone on about like retards and stuff like that, but they are actually talking about the Gecko brothers now. Mm. Um, they have, Richie has sprung his brother out of prison and they've killed four rangers on the way to wherever they are now. They're known to be in Texas and thought to be heading for the Mexican border. 
So I, I didn't realise this, but the, then they sort of... I only realised this until recently, but did he mention sort of make some sort of racial slurs as well? Imply that... Um, well, are they talking about mongoloids and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit... Yeah, but... That, that's, just, that's the type would... of character he is, though. That's, you know, where he's from, where he's coming from. But, yeah, I mean, nobody knew if George Clooney could transcend TV at this point, so this is this is quite a fucking introduction. Yeah, it's quite the breakout for him. He's never done a film like this, Eve. He's not done, like, a role like that. No, sort of. He kind of went from this to ER to obviously like rom com. No, he went from ER to this. ER, yeah, the way around. Sorry, yeah, this to ER, yeah, and then from there to kind of largely like rom com. In fact, he will have sh- he will have shot this in his summer break from ER. Definitely. Got the fake tattoo. And Tarantino gets always oh, well. He's usually quite bad in his films, but funny. He's this, great. This. Yeah, this is like his best performance. This is his largest role. It's, he's it's, just designed for this film, though. Yeah. Really, definitely. I'd be gutted if I looked like Quentin Tarantino and my brother looked like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously the more handsome brother. Yeah, you, you would be pissed off too, wouldn't you? you would, you'd go a little mad. You'd just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody typical. It's like Danny DeVito and all the Schwarzenegger and twins, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> you got all the good stuff. Yeah. How is he not hearing any of this in the bathroom? Um, he might be quite a noisy shitter. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <clears throat> oh dear. He's probably having a big messy shit with farts and everything. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, it's like it's a soundproof a... cubicle. It's just a theory. Yeah, perhaps it's been soundproofed. Because <laughs> he says he's used my bathroom a thousand times. We sound- soundproofed it after the first 200. Well, you think about it, like, think about all the noise that you'd make in, um, in the toilet. You wouldn't want anyone to hear from outside, would you? So, a sound, yeah. soundproof toilet would. I, I, had like... a visit, I had a visitor earlier, and they went to go upstairs to use the toilet. I said, You know, there's one downstairs, don't they? They said, Yeah, but you're next door. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, carry on. Yeah, you need to get some uh, soundproofing in there. Ah, uh, no, he's dead. And of course, what we don't realise at this stage is Richie is a paranoid uh, delusion. Yeah. Spoiler delusion. alert. Um, so it's like, may to help us? Well, he, he didn't. But he you almost, shoots him as well. You almost get the impression he's, he's like, he just wants to shoot him anyway, so he just says it to, yeah. as an excuse. Yes, well, I mean, it could have been read that way, but of course, when we get to later on, when he imagines what Juliette Lewis mm. is saying to him and stuff. Yeah. Which I didn't immediately clue in. First time I was like, what a fucking strange thing to say at that time. <laughs> Particularly if she looks terrified in the next shot. Yeah, you do that weird sort of close-up thing that tells you that it's, that's not quite real. No, I know, but I, I, bizarrely, and I, I'm quite happy to have the piss taken out of me for it, I did not clue in the first time. But to be in fair, fact, you, did, you wouldn't but, know what the fuck was going on in this film anyway, really, would you? No, you wouldn't. So he shoots him through the hand. I love that as well, when yeah. later on when you're in the car, that's great. Um, the 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 other shot so it's the big hole in the hand and the other bit is them chatting as they walk away and the things exploding yeah. in a minute that's great that's very Tarantino I I do feel sorry for uh, for is it Benny Benny yeah it's Benny's yeah. word of liquor it's his store yeah I I do feel sorry because he basically gets burnt alive here but 
It's, it's like grim, isn't it's it? It's like okay, you got a shot. You got a shot on this shoulder. You're not clearly not dead. They were about and to leave. Alive. Why you just stay fucking down? Yeah. And just say I'm dead and wait for them to go. Make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you fucking <gasps> idiot. Shit <laughs> out of the bottles. Yeah. Shit. You know. But it's amazing. It's it's one film for forty minutes, and then a completely different one thereafter. Three, two, one, one. Sure, that's it quickly. I'm glad they put the subtitles on Pete screaming, so so, <laughs> we're, aware, so we're aware that this stings a bit. Stings he might, he a might bit. be double hard bastard. You don't know. A bit painful. Yeah, he is. Look, although He's that super is, hard. although it's, that's the cheaper end of the people on fire um, effects because he is about two stone heavier to look at there. He's a bit of a chunk. Right, it's just the amount of like all the, you know, flyer tardant stuff they've got to put on him. Like, quick, get out of there! I think that yeah, there's like fireworks in there. Take like this roadmap. Two dollars twenty-five. So, do liquor stores in the states sell pretty much everything? It's like a big convenience store, isn't it? Um, and, oh, and it's petrol station. It, uh, it would depend on the state. I mean, I went when I went over there. No, liquor stores I went in sold wine, beer. Oh, liquor, that's it. it. The only thing is, I, I didn't get because uh, I go. I went into supermarkets the first time I went over there, and I was like, "Where's the booze aisle?" And they'd all look at me like, "What? They sell booze in?" Yeah. So sorry, we're obviously more irresponsible than Americans in what we sell to the public. <laughs> well, like, it's really changed quite a lot as well. Well, if you go to like, well, I mean, I don't know what it's like in uh, outside of cities, but if you, you know, generally it's like the, the pharmacies are basically like the stores. You know, they they sell like pharmacies. Yeah, pharmacies do sell a load of extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they are they are basically just like that. Where you get your, your drugs, but also we get all your food stuff as well, and you know, and, yeah. and it's basically like you you all make like like spas and things like that. It's yeah, I'm just off to Boots for a leg of lamb. If you go to like a Walgreens <laughs> or something, you can yeah, you can get you get your medicine and a few other items too, other grocery items. So that's Walgreens, listeners in America. Well, I, I haven't been to one for a long, long time. So recommended hey, so for all your that. home requirements. Teach Marin too. How about that? And introducing Ernest Lou, who will never be in a. What a career that kid went on. Never see him again. Um, Watching yeah. this film, you realise why? Because he's fucking terrible. He mm. is really bad in it. Um, Teach Maureen obviously plays three parts in this film. Mm. I'd never seen a Cheech and Chong. It was first first time I'd ever seen Cheech Maureen. I, I watched like I think I watched Up in Smoke like literally a few weeks afterwards. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen uh, Cheech and Chong for a few years later, but I saw him in um, that uh, Nash Bridges TV show that um, Don Johnson did. Right. Uh, but he's showed up and things like that. But I'm trying to think what else I've actually seen him. In. And I was always in also in Desperado as well. Yes, he is. I t- I can't remember the joke he tells in that. Uh, Tarantino tells a joke in that film, doesn't he? That's really yeah. really funny, but I don't really remember it. It's about um, mm-hmm. it's it's about the guy who sort of like says like has a bet with the barman that he could like piss all over the, <laughs> over the... <laughs> he could piss into yeah. the glass and yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. He's, on the he's phone, really on the on the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good at that. Ding ding. <laughs> Obviously, just having a piss. There we go. Yeah. 
Or, or have think, a wank. You think as hot as it is in Texas, you wouldn't need to piss so much. <laughs> You'd be surprised. She peed on the carpet radio. She shot she, my horse. She peed on the carpet, then she shot I think my it's horse. Gone from bad to worse. That, that's the sort of uh, stuff that we can all relate to. <laughs> what do you reckon to the soundtrack in this film? Um, I don't recognise that song that played over this, although the kid plays it on his guitar later. Um, I don't really remember much of it. I, th- I don't know how much of the the score, thinking about it and what I know of him now, I don't know how much of the score must have been put together by Robert Rodriguez himself. I don't know. Yeah, is, isn't fans. the band at the club? And isn't, isn't that his band? That's what I'm, I'm getting at, actually. Because it kind of sounds a bit like them as yeah. well when you think of uh, Kill Bill and stuff. They, they are actually a, a band, aren't they, called like Chinchilla even, or something? They even, they even kept the uh, Tarantino sort of trunk shot in. Yeah, yeah. Clooney in this era used to like, he was like a fucking bobblehead. His head used to bob a lot when he was acting. He sort of quit doing that now. Oh yeah, Yeah, he did have something wrong with his neck, maybe. Yeah, I think it was just a little tick he had. And I've got a feeling maybe somebody pointed it out or made fun of him for it. He and, he sort of, and he managed to sort of work it out. But he used to do a lot of head tilting and slight bobbling of the head as well. Yeah, I, I can kind totally of see him like tilting the head and doing that kind of smile. Yeah, totally. But now he's very much like, he's kind of straightened himself out completely now. He's just very much a straight performer. Yeah, he is. He is. He's sort of getting to that stage of his career where he'll be playing presidents and things like that. Mm. So, rendezvous. I'm just thinking of Rocky pronouncing it. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. I'm wondering if they're smealing mainly, actually. I was going to say if they smeal mainly. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Oh, God. Oh, that's okay. I like the fact that they, when they do eventually meet for Sanctuary, they meet in the most, you know, sort of uh, quiet place. <laughs> it's 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 kind of it's kind of um, odd that uh, well, it's actually it's kind of cool that Richie's the one who's saying like, oh, can we can we not at least negotiate a better deal? You know, like he's like saying no, no. It's pointless. It's very like closed off to the idea. Uh, yeah, um, he's. I'm presuming, although actually in years between them, there's only a couple. But uh, he comes off as the older brother. Mm. I think he's just been around longer and at this a bit longer. His younger brother does what he does because he's more level-headed like as brother. well. Yeah, he, he's just like we well, don't negotiate with these people. He just knows when he's wasting his time. And when he never see does at the end, it's like we don't get that much either. <laughs> but you always got a good sense of um, fairness with him. It's like he, he's he's got a good like he's you tell he's ruthless, but you can kind of he, well, he, he's got a very soothing voice of George yeah. Clooney. Actually, it's one of the few things that doesn't get talked about. He's rubbish in Batman and Robin, but all the sort of tender stuff with Alfred, 
he's got quite a soothing way about him. And he is actually quite reassuring to her there. Yeah. I mean, how's, how's he to know she's about to be, like, repeatedly raped and murdered and mutilated? <laughs> but the thing so, you, you as an audience do actually believe him when he says, look, just do your soul and I'll let you go. He, he believes him as well. But, um... Pretty has a right his. <laughs> want to come over on the bed? Ugh. Like, not, not really. No. Talk about softly spoken. Yeah. Tarantino, yeah, he's got a very soft voice as well. <clears throat> Smoke. Yeah, when, when, when he sort of speaks in interviews, he is quite softly spoken and you sort of have to turn the volume up and he sounds like he, when he talks, well, we, he's quite, um, we talk, quite humble. He talks um, quite fast, though, that's the thing. With, like, he talks really excited a lot of time. It's, um, yeah. It, it, He's kind of similar to Woody Allen if he was like just if he just sort of like fast forward him just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, when when uh, Seth comes back in a minute and sees the scene, it's a bit like uh, Dustin Hoffman seeing Anne Bancroft naked for the first time. It's all little sort of tiny, tiny, like just literally mm. frames. The, the, you see that that's taken effectively from the graduate as well mm-hmm. as an idea little match shots here and there yeah just little shots of what he's looking at but not enough for you to real fo- really focus on it they do that when um when uh dustin hoffman sees like mrs robinson naked the first time mm-hmm. i couldn't believe and obviously it's just the beard and the way they dressed him i couldn't believe how much older he looked here it does considering he's not <laughs> mm-hmm. You see him now in like, the direct line adverts and obviously he does look very old. Yeah, well, his career's flourished. Direct <laughs> fucking. <laughs> well, you know, he's in his retirement. He doesn't need to make movies anymore, so. Don't make anything then. Don't make fucking direct line ads. <laughs> Not with one of your iconic characters. At least, like, John Cleese is, is on our screens on the BBC sitcom now. Do, do you think um, Tarantino okayed that? I mean, you, do you think well, okay he. doing direct line? Yeah, you're like doing like Mr. Uh, who's the Wolf. got the rights to that character? Yeah, that's I don't true. Know. You're going, yeah, screw it. <laughs> restroom. I love that about because it's funny how they're funny about certain things. That restroom. I remember hearing a story from somebody who was like on the top of the Eiffel, uh, not the Eiffel Tower, the uh, Statue of Liberty, Blackpool Tower, at ten years of age. <laughs> And they pissed themselves, literally, because they couldn't find a toilet. All they could oh. see was this one called restroom. <laughs> I don't want to rest. You need the bathroom. Well, that, you don't want a that, bath either, that, to be fair. That can't be true. I don't know. Somebody told that story on a podcast or something about when they were a kid. And I did believe them. I think they, that yeah, was true. That's a shame. Well, because it's been a way you go. You go to the bathroom or the restroom or, you know, to have a comfort break or whatever. That's why I say, well, I need to go to the bathroom rather than go to the toilet. Because that's, you know, where I spent time in America, that's what you would say. And for some reason, it's just stuck with me. I mean, I don't get it. It's not like you're saying I'm off for a shit, is it? <laughs> I know, but you have to be the ultra puritanical. You have to be really polite about these things. Yeah. But, um, oh, hey, look who it is. What, Juliette Lewis? <laughs> Only because I happened to watch Kate Fear the other night. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Which you want to know, but never mind. Also starring uh, Bobby De Niro. That's the one. And Nick Nolte as not crazy. <laughs> as not perfect, no. It was really weird in the sort of 90s and 2000s when Nick Nolte went off the ropes. 
Because none of us saw it coming. He used to play sort of real upstanding cop types and stuff. But and they thought, good. no, I'm going to go crazy. And then all of a sudden, he's fucking mental. <laughs> now he's just like a growly bear. Yeah. <laughs> growly. Just a reminder, you can still donate to Mind. <laughs> the, the, the charity <laughs> we did a podcast for. Sensitively looking at coming to America. <laughs> Sensitively. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, podcast listeners, if you get back through our catalogue, listen to our recent commentary on Coming to America, and if you would like to, make a donation to Mind, the mental health charity. Unless if you're a, unless you're a bit of a mentalist, of course, in which case get someone to do it for you. Now, okay. Now, seeing that this, um, this film is basically just gratuitous fun, like, you know, it's... It's actually got some decent characters you can get behind. Hmm. Yeah. So obviously we, we See, e- e- even his even his mugshot photo is sexy. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I, someone would have to be really, really into you to uh, go and get themselves arrested just to get a sexy mugshot done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I like. I get to see that, a bad photo of him because that's Kelly Preston there, John Travolta's mm. beard and um, wife. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, she plays it kind of a bit cartoonish. I quite like that. It's deliberately a bit like. She sort of flounces down the stairs like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Different. Nothing yeah. like John Hawk there. Even the way the death toll's racking up there. Yeah. Oh, 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 ding, ding, ding. John Saxon? John Saxon, best known for Enter the Dragon, I'd say. Yeah, and Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Of Mm. course, yeah. That's the one. It's funny, I always, you know, in um, Enter the Dragon, he always appeared like a... I always thought of him as, as kind of like a Sean Connery type. Do you know I've always I've often got him confused with Robert Vaughn. Yeah, that oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Not not now so much, but there have been times like I'm talking 20, 30 years ago. Okay, yeah, I'd, fair I'd, enough. I'd, I'd see him in Enter the Dragon, and then maybe six months later I'd see Robert Vaughn in something, and it had been just enough time elapsed that you'd think it was the same person. Yeah, at least he has been gone for a while because before he goes, he said, oh, "I'll only be a minute." And then you think, like, Christ, he's caused a lot of damage in a few minutes. Is that, that's got to be Big Kahuda Burger, isn't it? Um, I, yeah. I, uh, yes, I would think so, yes. Obviously the Tarantino brands. What do they call a Royale with cheese? They Royale with cheese. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Is the woman what? <laughs> Pay attention. The hostage. It's almost like he's never heard of one. Like what? He's Ooh. like what? She's there. He's eating a burger. Eating a burger. Thank you very much. There. This is straight out of the graduate. Only he's slightly less turned on by this than <laughs> Dustin Hoffman was. See the little head tilt there as the yeah. door opens. As well. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, there. we missed That's... it. I think it's quite nicely done, though. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a nice way. little touch. It's, but, yeah. I mean, the, 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 but you haven't seen The Graduate, Chris, and that's where it comes from. Oh, I, I saw it the other day. 
Oh, did you? Have you, you seen it? it? I was going to say, how have you not seen The Graduate? No, um, he, he said he hadn't before. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was okay. Okay. It's classic. Yeah. No, 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 do you do, reckon we would ever I, do a commentary on it? I do think I'd probably watch it again, though. So just kind of like... Yeah. You know, it's we, a grower. Yeah. It is a grower. It's one of my all-time favourite films. It's, it's just it's the weather in it. It's just beautiful to look at. It sounds glorious. Just that soundtrack. And it still looks great as well. And it's funny. Like fifty odd years old. And when they, meet, as when well. they meet at the hotel and all that shit, that's really funny. I, I, I tell you what, though, I always always imagined that. It's, you know, obviously, it's, I've never seen it, but I always thought the ending was him running off with, with actually Mrs. Robinson. I had no idea it was actually the daughter he was seeing as well. And then that, that's the. <laughs> yeah. When when uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Robert Altman film The Player. It's got lots of um, it's uh, uh, what's the guy Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Yes, I have. And it's everyone really, else in Hollywood. Really good. It's probably yeah, everybody's my favorite. In it. It's my favorite Robert Altman. Although there's a couple of his famous ones I haven't seen, like I haven't seen Nashville and stuff. Ooh. But I do, but I do prefer it to like Shortcuts and and several others. Um, but at the very start of the film, the like the director of The Graduate is sat in pitching The Graduate Two to him. <laughs> And it, you know, yeah, it's just kind of funny. They just made up this pitch for the graduate two just for the start of the player. But yeah, no, he runs off it. That all that business. Um, you, you, a few years ago, you had a Renault Clio advert. I was going to say, do you yeah. remember this advert? It's like where she was. Papa, going, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob was in it. It was like it was, oh. that was straight out of the graduate. Nicole. Yeah, and, and yeah, well, I kept thinking Wayne's World too. The whole sound of silence April comes, she will sort of double bit where you've got him just walking through the summer of his life yeah. effectively, or walk through one room and then take his shirt off and go out and it's the pool in a different house and stuff like that. And it, a bit more that that was just that was, that was wonderful. Um, new podcast. What's that? Is he doing a new podcast? It was basically to do with like some, um, eh, like theatre film. Oh, I can't even speak now. <laughs> like theatre music, um, music right. cartoons, things like that. Okay, but yeah, that that bit of the graduate plays really well. Um, and he'll go to dive into the pool, and the next thing he's like landing on her and stuff, and it's all. Mm. It almost sounds comedic, but it's a wonderful piece of editing. Yeah, he's but, playing Dark Knight there. Did you um? Did you think, I mean, one one thing that did struck me is like right at the very end we see them kind of like when you're off together kind of smiling and their faces almost kind of drop as if they're like they're not quite sure whether it's... Yeah, it, 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 there's definitely a bit of shit, this is real now. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I bet Thanksgiving's going to be fun in their fucking house. <laughs> should we get mum round? <laughs> this should be interesting, yeah. Are you a leg or breast man? You know, all that kind of shitty fucking turkey humour. <laughs> I've sucked his cock, you know, that sort of banter. The most easiest jokes in the world. It's called a punch. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite formal about the point of a pistol. I do. I, I did wonder, like, what was the reason? I mean, like, what is the reason for? You don't need to hit him. No, well, I, I, no. I was, I was just thinking about the, the irritation of the, uh, the, the son. Like, he's adopted. Okay, but what has that got to do with anything else in the film? 
it's just like a, um, it's, it's just a character trait, isn't it? You know, it's it's another character beat that he looks after people. Yeah, I suppose it's um, people in. It's yeah, it's character building. I I I, I imagine. But it, yeah, it's just one. Of, it's just one of the things that struck me. Is like, well, did you read? Did you they really? Want, they wanted. They wanted. We saw the start of the film. They wanted to introduce Ernest Lou because we knew this kid was going to have such a career. <laughs> that, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Like, did they really career. want him and think, fucking hell, this guy's really good. We need to get him in there. We'll just cut, say he's adopted. To yeah, I oh, know. Hang on a minute. No, I'm going <laughs> to look this. Kid, I'm going to look this kid up now. See see what he ended up doing. Fuck all. Actually, <laughs> I think it's his only acting credit. <laughs> No, 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 no. He acted all the way through to 2005, occasionally. Right. He did From Dust Till Dawn, then he was in the TV version, TV series of The Faculty, which was a Robert Rodriguez film, but that's the spin-off. I didn't, know, I didn't know that existed. Then he was in two episodes of another thing, then a TV movie, then one episode of something, one episode of something, five years later, uncredited as Guy in Studio, and he's done nothing since. Oh, we decided acting wasn't for him. I think no one cast him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the lightly yeah. response. It decided to part ways with Hollywood. But no, I remember the faculty. I, I loved that movie growing up. Well, my sort of teens, early teens. But I didn't see the TV series. See, she just asked him to lick her pussy. And now she looks scared. It's almost like it didn't happen. <laughs> it, Richie must be very disappointed when they get to the titty twister. Because it's all sold on the basis of come inside pussy and then there isn't any wonder how many people ask for their money back <laughs> yeah you never see people like going off to like rooms or anything you? Fund, please. excuse me young man I came in here on the promise of pussy I'm here with my family we all enjoy a nice bit of pussy and what I appear to be looking at <laughs> appear to be breasts by and large now I don't know if this is a willful error or whether you think just advertising all manner of nudity, when frankly it's just toplessness, is appropriate. <laughs> I would like my money back and will say no more about it. And quite <laughs> frankly, next tomorrow night I expect your good man to go outside and advertise this, as the store is called, as about coming in for tits. <laughs> I think you'll find, senor, that it's called the titty twister for a reason. Yes, and it's not <laughs> pussy. And in fact, what kind of way is that to talk about young women anyway? I think, quite frankly, you should be saying, come on in and see some fine vaginas. You've got to put that on the trailer, please. That's hilarious. That's Hilal. Yeah, I did, I did just giggle for a straight minute there. <laughs> Right, so the only person I could have got feedback on, i.e. laughing at my joke in real time, muted their fucking mic, so now it's going to go out to the world. and I, n- I never heard a laugh for any of that. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed. Yeah, I, was, I, I genuinely was laughing. I was there like... Couldn't hear me. Really? Okay. I laughed and said, could you put it on the trailer, please? I'm sure listeners will cock themselves laughing. Frankly, I was only talking about the poor salesmanship of the titty twister. I wasn't <laughs> wasn't trying to make some comedic point. Okay, I don't give a damn. Although quite why he advertises smelly pussy, I'm not sure. 
Or chicken pussy. <laughs> I mean, smelly pussy. I mean, really? I mean, I know, I know there can be a certain aroma when there's, like, excitement in the air, but smelly is not how I would characterise any version that I've enjoyed. Or would have if I were married, of course. Look at the emotional truth of the Ernest Liu character. Very impressive young actor. <laughs> He's got a bright future ahead of him. He has. <laughs> Watch us saying this, and he'll like end up like show being in something really big and win an Oscar for like in a couple of years' time. Yeah, I, I <laughs> just, just come out of nowhere. Off. I, I just took a decade off to get an education and hone my craft. <laughs> well, I was backpacking through India and that to find myself truly on a spiritual level. <laughs> come in and see some fine vaginas. Can you imagine if it had been written that way? Richard Curtis wrote it instead or something. Like Hugh Grant plays Seth. Or Hugh Grant plays the huge marine character. Come on in. Tits, tits, tits. <laughs> and possibly some rogue pubes. <laughs> well, that that that'll be uh, Hugh Grant from Paddington Two. <laughs> from what Paddington Two? <laughs> if it was that like, Hugh Grant from like this time, it'll be oh gosh, uh, coming in, coming in. Yes, we have uh, we have a uh, pussy, uh, and uh, yes, we got uh, I, I, quite I... a assortment of pussies. Uh, uh, some some yeah. of them, some of them have a certain smell, I, I believe. But um, <laughs> so come all, in, yes, all, all, all different colours. Some some of them bald. Um, so, some some I like to believe rather tight. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and some chickens one too. Yeah. And some chicken pussies, which I'm not quite sure what that is. Possibly because it's full of cock. <laughs> I've just realised that's probably what it is, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I, it, <laughs> Chicken it, pussy. It, they just told him to riff, didn't they? And he, he, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, the thing is, when you can't think of anything to say and you're riffing, you tend to either say something odd or kind of get stuck on a word almost. You can't quite get a word out. Mm. So even if it's nonsense, to get something out is quite impressive if he's just making it up. I just kind of like the unexplained, though. That's the thing. That's what makes it funny. It's like chimps. <laughs> but he gets to, like, do that virus. He's like, uh, apple pie pussy. Could I have some of your chicken pussy, please? If <laughs> he just points it, it was just like basically a bunch of cats <laughs> dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, pussy lovers! Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You could go in and it's just a genteel cat cafe. <laughs> but the cats are harbouring a secret. <laughs> From dusk till dawn this summer. That really does like a shit. <laughs> Camper fans, doesn't it? It does. Got me all crazy. Feet again. Oh, that's another. Oh, Tati's going to get a right treat in a bit. I know. Happy endings all round. <laughs> um, a cherry film. 
he doesn't hide it, does he? He's, he's certainly into feet and so on. Foot fetish. Mm. <clears throat> see, it is. I'm surprised she wasn't licking his lips because uh, she, she isn't licking her lips because he kind of sees what he wants to see, doesn't he? I think it's more about what's in his face, really, just straight up staring, isn't he? Yeah. We've all done it. <laughs> Have we? Yeah, I'm, I'm staring at the screen now. He honestly thinks that you've seen about that crap, and he do that for you. Quite noble of him. <laughs> oh, go on then. Go on then. <laughs> no, I'll take one for the key. I mean, if that's what you really want, I don't know. Really, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> oh no, you've got one of those smelly ones! <laughs> Becca role playing what <laughs> encountering a smelly pussy would be like. <laughs> Just going, Rrr. no, thank you, bye. No, thank you. Goodbye. Pooey! I made my excuses and left. I think I'd have to have a wash. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I watched too much Marvel recently because the guy got out of the car and I thought, oh, that's the Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually look a little bit like him. Oh, no, you don't get those in dimension films. No, you don't. <laughs> you do get one big. I don't know, have we got a Robert Rodriguez cameo in this film? I don't know, is the honest answer. I'd recognise him if I, I haven't seen him so far. Mm. No, is he, does he do cameos in this film? Robert Rodriguez? I don't know. I don't I think really he does, know. This is fine acting. What are you going to do? <laughs> Master Anakin, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? What is it about cowboy hats in an era where you don't need anything like that? Sorry, what is it about... Cowboy well, man. you still see a lot of them in like just people just driving around in that in these films. I mean, it's just like I don't know. They, they seem a very strange item of apparel. I think I think it's well. The reason is in the hot climate, so it, it does. Um, it's got a brim on it. Yeah, it, it keeps you kind of cool. Plus, also, it's like more of the culture thing. It's like why my dad had one. Wear, I, I why, wear why, one. Why don't people wear like bags of frozen peas then? Uh, maybe it's not practical enough. I don't know. And you look like a twat doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you wander around in modern garb and a, and a cowboy hat, the looking a twat bit, the, the ship's already sailed. So here's the first appearance of uh, Teach Marine not discussing pussy this time. No, notice that um, his adopted son was uh, suggesting he do something that would more than likely get uh, his daughter killed. And her, and, her do- and her sister. Perhaps he's jealous because she's better than him. <laughs> I mean, Richie's made no eyes at him at all. 
Richie, would you lick my ball sack for me, please? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I would love that to be in the film with the light. <laughs> <laughs> what with him looking all no, you know, with you know, Yeah, you know, like, here's he, Richie basically seeing the things that he wants to see, like, <laughs> completely just ignoring what is actually there. I've been pleading, come on, please lick my ball sack. And he's like, nope, not, not, even, <laughs> even, not even aware of it being existing. And he's just seeing. Oh, you know, what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> Where did we imagine that into this film? And by we, I mean... Um, you two. <laughs> can't even blame Chris, really. He just replied to what I said. I, I blame Becca. You two. It's Becca's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Faye, to control us tonight. I'm watching this other goodness of my heart. That's so kind. Are you you want to see, so far? You're is... just hoping to see what a chicken pussy looks like. That's all it is. Is 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 it is it is this film uh, better than you were uh, thought it was? Yeah, I think I may have watched a different film. I don't know. I've got no idea. <laughs> she watched. She watched the Fisher King and was like, <laughs> <laughs> I watched Disney's Fantasia and was like, oh. I don't remember any um, vampires in it, but I don't no, want to sound stupid. So yeah, when the vampires <laughs> came along, that movie was shit. No, seriously, it's better than expected so far. The film totally changes about forty minutes in. It's kind of those like too hard, isn't it? It's kind of the film's charm, isn't it? It Just kind of it, like the the first first half's like a Tarantino film, and uh, yeah, it's a vampire movie. Yes, but it's much more in um, that's much more in Robert Rodriguez's wheelhouse. Mm. It it seems better. He seems better suited to the second half of the film than the first. If you like, you don't really need to knock, do you? It's a thin door. All you got to do is say, "Come out." Being polite. <laughs> he fucking beats the shit. Just think, if this was ten years' time, they'd have just gone careering straight into a wall. Yeah, it looks <laughs> Trump's wall. He's got a cool book. I haven't even got one of those. Have you not? I think no. it's... Uh, <laughs> Happy Days Annual, 1974. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the Fonz in that one? Yeah. He was cool. So yeah, so um, you you saw us in the cinema, did you? Like after watching um, things to do with Devil when you're dead. You're dead. So yes. did you, did you did you like things to do with Devil when you're dead? When you yeah, I enjoyed home? it, but on the way home, this was the only one I could think of. Like a, it, that, it's more that, memorable, that, isn't it? That can happen with double bills that the second half grabs a lot more of your attention. But um, if it had been the better film, I would have remembered it better, but it wasn't. It felt like a Tarantino knockoff. It took itself a bit too seriously. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. And I'll never forget <clears throat> from my friend. Um, <laughs> but this was, this was the better film, and it, it took me by surprise. I wasn't really... I didn't know what to expect. I'd, I'd read 
reference in the paper or something to there was something about George Clooney, and I don't know what what it was about him. Maybe it was just not kind of about ER or whatever, but it said um, he's currently filming uh, uh, with Tarantino on From Dust Till Dawn in wherever it was they filmed it. And that was all I heard about. Then it came out. I was like, oh, I heard about this. This has got Tarantino in it and stuff. Um, and it was just a timing thing. Had had I walked out of the previous film and this one been like half an hour in, I'd never have seen it. Um, not Maybe not never, but I, I certainly wouldn't have seen it at the time. And it wasn't something I was wildly anticipating either because Quentin didn't direct it. Although I think we now know this has got a lot more of his authorship on it than perhaps we realised at the time. Um. But yeah, I remember really, really enjoying it. And I was trying to sort of explain it to people, but it does almost sort of defy categorization. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember watching it at, at home. <laughs> yeah, there's the, yeah. I'll see you granted a bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Breasts, breasts, breasts. <laughs> it's female shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dear, oh dear. Yeah, I, I I watched this and it was just I it was one of those like experiences uh, watching you, watching a film that's just like really really entertaining. Yeah, um, it says new dance in there. I'm always a bit. You always get the momentary thought that will they make you take your clothes off? You get in there and it's just an ordinary discotheque. <laughs> it's the guys just hanging out, hanging out of the. Just hanging at the side. So, what are they doing? The extras are not fantastically good <laughs> actors. I've never noticed that before. And there's a woman stood next to one of them that a guy was just vaguely rubbing. <laughs> Horse pussy. Bloody hell. I, I can't imagine that would be. Um, I imagine that would be quite long. The dog is the one I'm most keen about. <laughs> Cross between dog and mutant. And this is a guy aimlessly just like sort of riding his bike and riding around in circles. It's full of booze. It's full of booze and naked women. Why is there anyone outside? <laughs> Particularly a guy promoting it when it's in the middle of the desert. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. I, but I do remember like. I bet they're not even in the yellow pages. <laughs> because the thing is, the yellow pa- you're pre-internet, and yellow pages salesmen work pretty normal office hours, which mean it would be daylight. I mean, does Mexico have a yellow pages? Yeah, I've decided. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right. Oh, my penny for a pussy sale. One piece of pussy. You don't get enough pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Of equal or lesser value. Try and beat pussy for a try and beat pussy for a penny. Yeah. <laughs> actually, literally a penny. Yeah. Um. Apple pie pussy. No, all kinds. That was a bit unnecessary, really, wasn't it? It was totally. It was a little bit unnecessary, yeah. <laughs> just like it, just like that kid, like like just backing up by the the big guy. We we beat him up. <laughs> yeah. 
completely a set, but... Ooh. See, now, I can't see any pussy there. Well, I think I nearly Maybe maybe, maybe all the pussies backstage. Backstage pussy. He yeah. didn't mention backstage. He didn't know. That's one kind he didn't mention. <laughs> mentioned every other time. <laughs> Prop pussy. <laughs> Stay roadie skin. pussy. Trying to think of other kinds he didn't mention. Well, any other word in the English language apart from the ones he said. <laughs> There's uh, Danny Trejo. Cat. He didn't mention cat. This might be the first time I saw Danny Trejo, although I haven't said that. I may have seen Desperado first. I'm not sure, and I think he's in there. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think I saw this before Desperado. Mm. He plays the same kind of role, really, doesn't he? But he's, he's yeah. a legend. He's just generally a legend. And whatever it's he's funny, because I always think of him as ageless, but now we're looking back at something that is well over 20 years old. He does look a lot older than that now. Mm. But then again, he's, he's, in, then again, he's in uh, Heat as well, so I'm not sure if I saw that first. I didn't realise. Heat was around the same time in British cinemas, so maybe slightly before this. Possibly. But he, he obviously didn't stand out to me in the same way. Mm. He's wearing that, um, that leather vest that he has in Desperado. I can't imagine ever trying to beat that guy up. He's just too fucking... Solid. I'm not convinced he'd do you much damage, but I'm also not convinced you'd shift him too easily. Yeah. I'm a truck driver. You'll see a big recreational vehicle. That's not really what they're looking for. They're looking for supplies. Why bikers would provide that, I don't know. I think that I'm generally sort of like people who... Bikers may be the loner aspect or something. Yeah. People wouldn't go looking for them. I think, yeah, that for truckers as well. Yeah. So they're trying to keep it all under the radar, which is why they've got a guy out in the side screaming about pussy all the time. <laughs> Where's well, in the middle of nowhere, Mexico, Mexico, isn't it? So we're all like, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I've got my there's too much law enforcement. To be fair, the film kind of now logically the film does have to change into something else kind of fairly quickly because there's nowhere else to go now. You hear? Mm. Um. Some uh, top quality reaction acting from Ernest Liu there, by the way, the uh, the legendary Ernest Liu. Best food in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't look like where you'd go for fine dining. <laughs> it's a tourist trap, isn't it? Yeah, perhaps they should send Clark and Lois to investigate it, like they did those honeymoon scams. <laughs> Sat there in that checkered coat he was wearing, and they have like they sit there and have like fucking scampi and chips or Look, something. Lois, I, th- I think this place is full of vampires. Yeah. I, I know. I just realised, didn't the guy sat next to the guy who uh, bites him? Uh, not sure. Oh, sorry. Not sure. Potential spoiler for Becca. Sorry. Oh, yeah, oh Christ! She's forgotten. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, it's Cox a gun. And that's a Desperado <laughs> as well? That is a Desperado as well. You see I was going to say it looks familiar. Is it also used in another film as well? Is it used <clears> in like Machete or something? Or? Oh, I'm not sure. I've, I haven't seen that for a long time. The um, uh, Tom Savini, um, very famous as like a makeup artist. Yeah. 
for like Romero and stuff. Yeah, he actually, did, uh, I think he and he directed the Night of the Living Dead remake. I think. Yes, I think he directed it. He did, yeah. From about nineteen ninety, but yeah, makeup artist, best known actor as well. I mean, I'm not saying he's never acted, but yeah, he's he's he did a lot of the Romero uh, zombie makeup stuff. Yeah, he's done basically a lot of horror type uh, gore effect type stuff. He, he's basically the guy who was in the uh, Dawn of the Dead, who did um, the the makeup and. That. Yes, yes. He does like sort of things like exploding heads and things like that. He's like, he's one of the, the legendary guys for that. She doesn't look like she's enjoying that. No. <laughs> he should he should take Al Murray's advice, go get her a fruit-based drink or a glass of dry wine. Much wine for the ladies. Yeah. Well, she, she likes it now. She's like, oh, yes, please. He should go and get her a dry wine spritzer. W-O-N-F. Having said that, do you expect us to talk didn't exist then? So you just struggled to cross promote us. Plate of bourbons <laughs> with a waitress will come in a minute. Anyway, four plate, five plates of bourbons, please. Oh God. And then they. Especially any the- American listeners, please go and Google or look up on YouTube. Um, the pub landlord. So so funny. Oh Murray. Yeah, Oh Murray. It was just, or even Harry Hill when Oh Murray was on Harry Hill show. Hilariously funny. Remember when T.B. Burke was Al, funny? Al Murray was sort of doing the... Burke, oh my God. At this stage, Al Murray was doing the university circuit because he would turn up at Liverpool University. I remember listening to um, Harry Hill's Fruit Corner on Radio 4, Fruit possibly. Corner. That was back in the day. Oh, is he ripped Chris off, the bastard? <laughs> <laughs> that's he might have done a show before There's another man out there talking about sexy fruit, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't done the Chris's Fruit Corner in a while, have we? Well, I think, I think it's, I think it's a, it only fair as, like, there needs to be a good pair. Of... Yay! To be fair, this isn't the sort of place you can imagine them all ordering a nectarine. <laughs> or melons. Maybe melons, eh? Hey, <laughs> eh? <Hey>? Melons? <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey? A couple of grapefruits, maybe? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the odd kumquat. I, I might be a banana and a couple of tangerines. I don't know. <laughs> Jacobs. Uh, no, no, I thought they were promoting crackers then. Crackers? That's a different meaning on this side of the pond. It's not a pond. Well, the ocean then. No, I was just wondering if you live by a pond and the other side of it, people are describing biscuits and crackers <laughs> very differently. Hmm. No. no. Lake Windermere Civil War. I have never got that they do this in films all the time. Now, genuinely, all joking aside, I, I am not fussed if I never see nudity in a film at all. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. But I never understand this concept of the lap dance by people who are clothed. You know what I mean? Jessica Alba did it in like um, Sin City. Uh, you get it in Death Proof as well. There's a lap dance in it, and they're clothed. Just, what's the fucking point? That's meant to be tantalising, isn't it? Yes. But they've they've advertised the place on the basis of abundant vagina. Yeah, but she's the queen of the vampires, so, you know. She has a vagina. But she's also the queen. She's got royal And she has a giant vagina. snake, too, so hands off. First time I'd ever seen Harwood Salma Hayek, actually, I think. It's a bit of a breakthrough role for her as well. Kind it? of ageless. She's about 29 here filming this. but She doesn't look any different. She still looks 
She will do subtly, she, she but age. subtly, I would have thought. She has, she's aged well. She, I mean, she's, yeah, she still looks great. But uh, apparently she, um, she was terrified of snakes. Oh, okay. So, so she must uh, overcome it. Couldn't they have her, like, dance with an otter or something? <laughs> or a rubber snake. Like, yeah, like it's just... <laughs> Otter, that's so random. <laughs> that's it, he's gone. That's such a good view, didn't it? I just had a mental image of it, but they were kind of like tap dancing next to each other. <sighs> Becky, you, you made Dave go on Motley. <laughs> I did. Sorry, I just had to mute my mic because I sounded like I had a serious <laughs> Oh dear. Did you um, have to change your pants? I, I, no, I can't, I can't get pants on and off that quickly. Which is a shame oh because the main event when I get my pants off doesn't last that long. <laughs> right, I think, I think I'm done laughing now. Are you done? Sorry, so I ain't that tap dance. <laughs> of all the guys she be lies to. Hey, she's randomly going to put her feet in Quentin's mouth. I'm sure that's a complete coincidence. Things that that's like straight up whiskey, so there's basically pouring in his mouth. Yeah. Is that whiskey I'd never really noticed? I think I was too busy watching the exciting toe action. But thinking, hang on, we, we pay for that. <laughs> That's our fucking... <laughs> I'll, put the bar again. I'll put the bar again excuse me my good man we bought a bottle of whiskey when we came in uh, uh, at least 30 minutes context was wasted on may the, uh, on the entertainment we came in for a glance of uh, some of your varied vagina <laughs> and we had that old breast conversation but anyway we made peace with it we ordered a plate of bourbons and some whiskey and now you're pouring it straight down uh, your staff's legs I don't understand what type of establishment this is. <laughs> and I was really hoping to see her tap dance with an otter. Oh dear. Don't know why I didn't advertise it, but I just have these expectations. I, for one, am disgusted. Hmm. Well, we have a very... For refund, please. We have a very different definition for pussy where I come from, and it's uh, Mexican actresses dancing with otters. <laughs> So yeah, her big erotic move was letting her hair down. And he's like... Your big erotic move is that snake. He's all like, core blimey. The dialogue would be different if I wrote it. It would be four, sexy. It would be core blimey. Core blimey governor. No, I don't want to sound cliched now. <laughs> I, want to keep, I want to keep the dialogue authentic. Okay then. Although all characters would be played by British gentlemen. Even the women. 
How can it be taking him that long to complain about getting hit? I don't know. Perhaps he thought he'd let him finish the dance first. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I think they're about to order bourbons. We charge a fortune for those here. And here the film changes. It's a lot later in that I remember. It's like the first hour is a very different film than I, I thought, actually. So it was about 40 minutes. Yeah, because it moves at quite a pace, doesn't it? Uh... Mm. Yeah. Remember seeing any of this, Becca? Beg your pardon. <laughs> no, I, I literally, I think all my other memories of this film are from like this section onwards when they are over the club. And it's all just like one big blur. But um She probably watched one from the heart or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, or maybe or, it was or, on in the background or, or something. Red Dawn. Don't know. No, so it's better than expected and yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is definitely very much a film of two halves. You don't get to the second half yet. It's just about to kick off. Well, no, but... But yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, I see what you mean, it, yeah, definitely. I, I, oh, it, Christ. It was... <laughs> oh, oh, dear. That, that morphing effect has not aged well. Hmm. It'd be, it, very... it, it's the random way the vampires are, though, aren't they? Just all... Like, oh, they yeah. Don't, yeah, it varies completely. A yeah. bit scaly. Um, the first thing I thought when her face morphed was it don't matter if you're black or white. <laughs> <laughs> All green and scaly. Yeah, I was always kind of um, gutted that uh, he didn't like, at least live through part of it because I, I would have been kind of like interested to see his reaction to all that, to having to deal with all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I actually missed him when he went. I thought, you know, I've never been a fan of him as an actor, but but you imagine like being like someone like Richie, complete like psychopath, yeah. just like hanging, oh shit, there's vampires there, or he maybe would have been absolutely the one who uh, emotionally deals with it the best because he's just like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I, the first thing I thought where like. Sex machine there just like got his sort of cop gun out yeah. to shoot a guy. Was that sort of NRA thing about the only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun? I think in, I'm just imagining that in like American schools. <laughs> Teacher with a fucking gun in the literally there. I, I, well, the thing I think about is, is how the fuck's he trigger it? <laughs> that's, that, that's why I want to know. He goes to a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I first watched this, I was like, I remember like sitting there with a, with a leg up on the, on the table. It was just absolutely just shaking because I was like that nervous, like that, like kind of like how oh, bad is this gonna get, sort of thing. Yeah, this is absolutely yeah. terrifying. But at the same that's time, problem, I, that's the thing with horror. I'm very rarely scared by it, but I'm not gonna say like, oh, I'm completely fearless. But my fear is of being scared rather mm -hmm. than actually being yeah. scared. I always think how bad is this gonna get, and the answer is almost never anything much. Yeah, that you is. It, you do it to yourself almost, but I don't know. I just it was just like it was, it was so like shocking, so like oh my god, that's so in your face. That was like so much lower budget than I remember. 
But at the same time, it was just really enjoyable. So it's like one of the things that I, I'm really enjoying myself. But yeah, yeah I am like kind of, it's, it's a weird feeling of like, oh, wow, that's. But like, and most of these actors, I mean, they really have the stamp, stamp of um, Tarantino's casting because um, they are like things from other eras, if you like. Because mm-hmm. we've we talked about Tom Savini. This, that's Fred Williamson, the black guy. And he yeah. was in like stuff like Black Caesar. Um, yeah, reasonably known in in the sort of um, yeah. in the sixties and seventies. Um, the, all this jumping around the pool table stuff it has got a hint of mean, mean streets about it, so I can see influences of other things. But yeah, it is it is an odd thing how like. Yeah, introduced the fact that vampires come in and they just kill everybody, but yet they still end up killing all the vampires in a room. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty fucking cool move, though. He melts. I always remember this. Yeah. So it just becomes goo, and the I think the eyes go down the pocket. Yeah. That is a ropey effect, but yeah. And the thing is, right, if you do become vampires, you'd still think a regular guitar would get you a better result. <laughs> what's, what's that thing? I'm sure I remember when I watched this before, I spotted tarot cards, but I don't know if that's just like... Weird thing, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Don't know. No offence, I've already been married. <laughs> now really, you should have been crushed with her with that thing. Yeah, but he's, he's the star of the film. <laughs> oh, okay. You weren't paying attention at all, then. No, sorry. <laughs> Oh, and that guy's gutted. He was like, oh, I'm nearly did that. Yeah. (laughs) They they are all politely taking turns, so I quite like that. Yo, lucky man. It's quite generous of him, seeing he didn't actually have to do that. He didn't mean to do that. I was just like, what the fuck, what? What am I holding here then? <laughs> but this is basically a bunch I, of like... I, I, hope I, wash, it... I hope he washes his hands before they bring <laughs> the bourbons out. <laughs> it's basically a bunch of like, stuff they thought like, I've got an idea, let's do this. Alright. I've got another idea, let's just do that. that that's what the film is like. So you stab him in the heart, isn't it? Well, I'm deeply upset that uh, you didn't advertise that this place had uh, blood-sucking vampires that tried to kill Ugh. us. 
they did they have that in the I didn't have it on the part of, just a day. Part of tonight's entertainment, I should be writing a strongly worded letter. Oh, yeah. Dear sir. And frankly, how, how, did, how, how did I know if I'm going to purchase one of your excellent young ladies, how do I know I'm going to keep the one that still stays semi-fit? Because <laughs> you've got a couple of them there who look the same with a bit of facial makeup on. And then two so of yeah, them this is, this is a real standout of actually like prosthetics and makeup because these days that would be like visual. Tom Savini would probably have done it. Having said that, I mean, you, you think back to uh, Desperado, uh, not Desperado, I'm thinking of El Mariachi. Uh, Robert Rodriguez made that for seven thousand dollars and did pretty much everything himself. Yeah, exactly. You can do it so, very often. They they produce. I mean, they perhaps haven't dated so well that very often those kind of situations. But he's got Tom Savini on set. I'd be very surprised if he's not using him. No, definitely. Yeah, he got him. You're going to make use of that. That looks dreadful, though. I have That's to say, aged I, quite poorly. Yeah. But it's just that, that morphing effect, generally, isn't it's it? It's got a charm. Yeah, it kind of suits the tone of the film, anyway. It does. Yes, yeah, slightly shocky. Shocky even. Slocky. Shlocky. <laughs> I mean, even the fact, uh. even the fact that <laughs> cool. they just say, like, all right, well, let's do the band, and the band goes, oh, fuck it, see you later. <laughs> they just kill themselves. Mm. I'll just play like, guitar. Like, ba- person. Vampires can... Oh, yeah. could, like, basically just make themselves explode if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's going to buy that guitar now? It's been used. <laughs> it's been used, abused. Look, bit of body. Oh, Christ. It would have been fun to create something for this film that would have been so much fun, wouldn't it, I think? Like in school and college and stuff, I used to do a lot with like prop. I obviously didn't do like makeup or anything like that, but I used to do a lot of like props and stuff, so it was always fun putting things together and sort of making various articles, so it would have been fun to do something like that. Sadly, I never did. Oh well. Ooh. But it would have been fun to be like on the props department or Makeup and visual effects or something, for example. You could have been Q, couldn't you? Yeah, but well, make special makeup. I, I, did Q do a lot of that? Did Q do a lot of? <laughs> no, um, Q did Pay attention you. now. Pay you attention, to 007. I'm about to put a nice new mascara on you, <laughs> that I think will accentuate your baby blues. <laughs> it looks like Herman the yeah, Monster. I'd say it looks pretty cool, but it is at the moment. Was it white like, t-shirt? Was it Herman Monster or? Yeah, it was a bit Herman Monster. Probably. <laughs> Herman Monster was in a show called The Monsters. That's Alan's family, isn't it? That's Alan's family. Whenever, mind you, whenever I think of the, the guy who played him, Fred Gwynn, he, he was also the um, he was the judge in My Cousin Vinny. I think. I think it was that film. He was the judge. Basically, a Frankenstein's monster. I can't speak. Frankenstein's monster-style character. I've not seen uh, Michael Zabini. It's a good film. I'm not quite sure what the hell they saw in it to give Marissa Tomei an Oscar for it, but it was, it's a good film. Yeah, I think I think there's, there's, that happens quite a few times, doesn't it? Where you know. No, it's genuinely baffling, though. I, th- I think though part of it is uh, there aren't many good parts for women. I think. If you've got a nominate for and it's supporting actress as well, so mm. you've got to find five nominees where they've given them decent, meaty standout roles, supporting, and perhaps they just don't exist. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on that. Yeah, who knows? I mean, a lot of it is about campaigning as well, isn't it? You know, it's about like yeah, about the I, studios I would, or producers. I, I, just... I would be, yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the studios that were just well known for campaigning. But it's it's good fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a good film. Um, Joe Pesci's great in it. And uh, what's that? The... In a double bill with Hooper, and we kill two birds with one stone. Mm. So that's uh, another double bill you <laughs> shared. You watched? She she hasn't uh, she hasn't asked anyone to lick her pussy or he, or her brother's ball sack for several minutes now. <laughs> It's almost if Richie was making it up in his head. Mm-hmm. That's right. Listen to the the wolf, the the preacher wolf. Yeah, he plans stuff. We saw it in Pulp Fiction. He'd probably get it to get you to morning within nineteen minutes. <clears throat> it's bats. What, Batman's here? Batman's here. Still Val Kilmer. Probably hands him the cowl at the end. You know, you have a go there. You're, uh, we're in February, Chris. You're halfway through your year as Batman. How's it going? Have <laughs> you called the Joker yet? No, the Joker always gets away. Oh, Are you shame. a bit upset that you've chosen such a cold winter to be Batman? All, all that rubber doesn't really generate or maintain all the heat, I'd have thought. Um, no. Well, I mean, so... you, you must come back some nights from fighting crime and your nipples are bigger than your dick. <laughs> the, the bat suit... Also, uh... how do you hide your footprints in the snow? Oh, fucking hell, his legs hanging off. No, I... Oh, he's got his leg off! <laughs> well, you answered your own question there without meaning to. How do you, how do you avoid leaving footprints in the snow? Oh, well, his legs hanging off, that's why. Um, no, what, no I, uh, I, I, I bat everywhere, so... bat Yeah. Oh, the Batarang. Yeah, bat, Batarang guys swing, swing. Like, yeah. I, I basically it's, do a Spider-Man. It's a Batarang. It's a, it's a, That's what I heard. It's, it's, it's a lemon meringue. Batarang. Sometimes I use a lemon, sometimes I use berries. Chris sits on it and basically sleds around. Second really fucking funny image in my head tonight. I think that's funnier than your complaint letter. <laughs> a bat meringue. <laughs> that's what happens when you let an inexperienced guy into the backcave. He gets the most stupid gadgets built for him. <laughs> I need to get around in cold weather. I'll find out like a bat meringue, please. you make a meringue that I could sit on and sled around? Sorry, because I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, yeah, there it is. There's a tower car there. But that's what, sorry. Yes. I just, oh. thought, I just thought, what are these places doing with tower guards? It's um, Solitaire. They're going to give a reading. interested in the future as we are, Chris. You uh, you are about to die. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Okay. You will make it out alive. Oh, no. So he comes up for one last scare. Ooh. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite quote. Terrifying. Oh, <laughs> terrifying. He's been bit. Oh dear. It's coming soon. It's basically like zombies though, isn't it? Yeah. It depends where you're bitten in relation to major arteries and that. So if you're bitten on the neck, it would be quicker. Ooh. So he's like, what do I do now? 
Is You're that a makeup artist. Just make it up to look normal. Oh, see, that's I'm amazed at how pristine his white shirt is, considering the blood. Yeah, he's done fuck all, that's why. Well, uh, yeah, but, you know, blood spatter, propensity for it. It's amazing he's got a clean shirt. Considering, like, her as well. Well, they've hid by the bar most of it. I would say he's even hiding, but still. It's probably a washing machine behind there. <laughs> this is laundry. I, I do like this conversation. It was like, oh, is there silver to vampires? And you just like, so uh, do, do we have silver? No? Like, who cares? Mm. <laughs> yeah, you might be a few seconds ahead because well, I'm on crosses hurt vampires. Do we have crosses? Yeah, have a look around the place. We've got crosses all over the place. Yeah, we've got two sticks see. together. Yeah, no, I jumped ahead with where it was going. That's where that's where the uh, the great Ernest Lou uh, came up with a great idea there, as as all great thespians are given good dialogue to deliver. <laughs> well, you do just put two sticks together and mm. rub. Filth. Real book on vampires? <laughs> a real book? Well, <laughs> excuse me. I've been watching movies about vampires and I'd like to learn more about the real thing. Do you happen to have an <laughs> I might peruse. <laughs> I were particularly interested in the effectiveness of garlic and silver. Does give like a really detailed like thing of how like yeah, but the the bodies are soft and that that explains why we could just punch through the chest. Yeah, yeah, quite easily. The great Ernest Lou with his curtain haircuts looking concerned. <laughs> that curtain hairstyle is coming back in fashion now, apparently. Probably because we're, probably because the world knows we're doing a podcast on From Dust Till Dawn and they've all thought, hey, the great Ernest Lou's in that. What sort of hair did he have? We started a trend. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because Ernest, Ernest Lou's about to uh, make his triumphant comeback to the big screen. And he is. Possibly, possibly in another remake of Assault on Precinct 13, <laughs> given his t-shirt. Synergy. If we can get in there with our with some sort of marketing deal and perhaps some free bourbons, <laughs> yeah, so you can get in touch with like celebrities so, and other bourbon makers to send so some stuff our way. Would you say this this film kind of like comes like a bit of a nod to Precinct uh, Thirteen and Rio Bravo and things like that? I think that was like kind of like the all the westerns. Well, no, I mean <laughs> being trapped in a, in one place. Being trapped in. Yeah. I know. I'm joking. Don't worry. The Alamo, anything like that. Yeah. Yes. I would say yes. It doesn't really linger. And do you, 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 you remember when Butch Cassidy wore that Assault on Precinct 13 uh, t-shirt <laughs> and, and had a curtains haircut? <laughs> There's a kind of like escape from the movie really, isn't it? Apart, you know, this after the film very much. See, spoiler alert, but at the end of this film it's, it's Juliette Lewis and George Clooney left. Mm. Not the great Ernest Lou saying... 
you know, do you, want, come, do you want me to come with you, Seth? Actually. And it, yeah, and it's, it's, it's weird because he does go out like a fucking dick. Like. He pauses too long, doesn't he? Yeah. It does. How would you know, Becky? You can't remember this film. <laughs> he, well, no, just by, just by going for the dialogue here. He, even though he didn't swear. Exactly. Oh, he starts talking about Nam now, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, it's quite recent. Well, not really. <laughs> well, not so much now, but... But it wasn't then either. This 95. Was like, this is 95, 96, decades after Vietnam. But, but, that, but that's like... Well, still quite, you know, recent memory. But that was in a... That was such a cliche thing. It's like, I was in there. I was in there. Yeah. You'd know if you were there, man, that sort of shit, yeah. Yeah. There was a spate of so many Vietnam films at one time. I found it also really fucking tiresome. It does kind of reach a bit peak, doesn't it? It's all a bit too much. I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting to, to discuss it. Um, but I think sometimes when there is such a deluge of films on that particular theme, it does seem a little bit like, really? Well, not only that, I've seen MASH and the Korean War look way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, probably. They used, to like, they used to, like, drink a lot and trade one-liners. Why don't people talk about that war? It sounds a right laugh. I don't know, I th- do you think war movies tend to sort of like go on the same line, like War is Hell, man? Like, we've been really profound oh, and. Every war film you ever watch, they're just doing all this fucking fighting bollocks. <laughs> you just think, like, why don't you two just try and get along? He's really getting into it, isn't he? He is. Basically, with all the dialogue removed, he looks like he's shadow boxing, but has a really terrible technique. <laughs> we'll see some more great acting from uh... the great Ernest Lou. Yeah, he's got a great actor's name. To be fair, the, the, the great Ernest Lou does actually have a room, nice ring to it. Yeah. He just sneaks up behind him as well. I know, the hands are funny. There is something um, kind of uh, humorous about Savini's yeah. um, vampire. Well, are we just spoiling this for Becca? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you've never seen a film, if you don't realise something's going to sneak up behind <laughs> him there. It's behind you. Um... And then, That's of course, cool effect, I think they, you see his hands. they end up throwing him or something. They, they basically, the bats get in now. Yeah, oh, shit. Oh no, the preacher's got yes. a beard. Oh. See, I don't know how it works. Could you hack off his arm really quickly and he'd be alright? That was a bit bigger. Bite than I don't know, it's not really... Um... I don't reckon. I, I would have thought... I, I would have thought... Is... This, is where, this is why the Titty Twister needs a promotional pamphlet. Pamphlet? <laughs> where you can get some sort of basic... I mean, that's pretty oh. funny, where he just sort of sits there and he sort of kind of like... Stands there and goes, okay, that's fine. <laughs> this kind of awkward stance. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Get on up. It looks like he's got like a glass eye or something. On an unrelated point, Get On Up with Chadwick Boseman's a great film. 
I've not seen it, but I want to. The James Brown biopic. Mm. Bloody hell. Still, if he were to survive this, Fred Williamson's character, Please drop us a fill. he'd finally have a story to replace him wanking on about mm-hmm. Vietnam all the time. He's the Bat King. Yeah, it's, it's funny that he's been vampire for like one second and he's like also the guy in charge. Like, this, is, this is what you do. Shit. Oh, for fuck's sake, really? Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't if I were you. Yeah, let's get him in here so you can, like, watch me blow his brains out. You've got a little bit of, um, Shaun of the Dead as well, haven't you? Obviously, zombies, vampires, but. Well, there is red on him. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's got a bit of red on him. <laughs> Obviously, got a baseball bat, white shirt, for example. Hmm. Now you've done it. Oh, he's got a cross, you see, so scare a man shooter. Clever. What a guy. Yeah, yeah, Harvey. Sh- show him your cross. <laughs> yeah, that old joke. Looks Get like... out of the way, you bloody vampires. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Right. Fucker. You think I'm preacher? He's a motherfucking servant of God. You you really start telling like the the it's, the, the place is meant to be packed with vampires, but you tell like it it's at times it looks kind of like the, the budget to, yeah. is will go quite narrow on that shot. Especially later on in the big fight, it's like it just looks like a bunch of things, people just standing around rather than like. I know, I know. It's made for about. I, I remember the budget from the time. I'm going to look it up now and see if like Wikipedia agrees all these years on. Because I remember at the time uh, and a couple of years afterwards again reading that it was a $17 million film. It says 19 on Wikipedia. It's not a lot of money. Oh, he's finally taking charge. He's like a badass. I'll tell you what, pour some water out and I'll say some shit to it. (laughs) Put some crosses on some bullets, that'll do. I don't know. I just love it. I don't know who would have. The first day someone came up with that in fiction, well, they don't like crosses. (laughs) Any kind of crosses? Hot cross buns? (laughs) (laughs) 
what if they're on a plane and they look out the window and they pass over Spaghetti Junction? Parts of that cross over, you know. Where does, where does this begin and end? Condoms and yeah. Imagine if they had no water and they were frantically knocking cool. to try and fill it. Like, yeah. I'm knackered. Go on, we need to fill one of these. Right, full falls. Epic. I've never enjoyed. Um, like arming themselves scenes in films, never. Yeah, it's only a bit gratuitous, but good fun though. That's I always enjoyed. I always enjoyed like, sort of like the, the game. Maybe it's like the eighteen bit. You know, it's always like the eighteen yeah, montage. Cool in the eighteen because they rocked. They, Definitely. They I think like... my favourite scenes must be like the eighteen and also um, Hot Fuzz. They basically arm themselves out of everything yeah, in the yeah. evidence cupboard. What if the, all the evidence in there had been like, I don't know, stuff stolen from a flower show? <laughs> like, armed with daffodils? That's it, it'd be hay fever all around. Scott does hesitate, that's the problem. It's Sorry, I mean the great Ernest Lou. <laughs> Reducing him to just his character name when he's the titan of Hollywood. Oh. It's the introducing, isn't it? Like, Where is he now? It's the curse of introducing. Because yeah, you build up this like level of like, oh, there's going to be some talent to watch, and it's like, <laughs> where'd you get that from? Really, they should be they should be a bit more conservative with these things and just introduce the main star. Yeah. You know, so talk. Mission Impossible Fallout should introduce Tom Cruise. Doesn't matter, we met him before, just introduce <laughs> us again, in case we'd forgotten. <laughs> and then we won't worry so much. Or, or just maybe not have introducing. I, I'd not considered that as a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> just have the good old-fashioned and... Because then it, then it could be it could be and and is normally, like, and is normally co- uh, co- uh, sort of counterintuitively a bigger star. Yeah, that's the person who's in it a bit less, but is just massive, like Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. But yeah. <laughs> what, what, what didn't um, Camo sort of talking about this? So like, and what about all but? <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would have been appropriate for like Christian Slater's career. Because <laughs> he'd have been starring Kevin Costner, Alan Rickman, you know, whatever. But, but, but Christian <laughs> Slater. <laughs> yeah, let's pad out the running time a bit more. Let's all look at each other. <laughs> Let's, let's show off the uh, the make it work, which isn't actually that good on the non-humans. Oh, that's ropey! Oh my goodness! Just a bunch of people just. Yeah, I do remember now. They back off from him when he starts to change. That's it. There's just a moment where they're not coming near him, and yeah. he just sort of looks around, and they back off. You, th- you know, you think you expect that you think, oh, hang on, this but this is probably it. 
I always wonder how the shotgun blasts work, though. I don't know. There's probably a book you can get on it from a library, apparently. <laughs> yeah, about real vampires. D- don't trust movies, go get a book. <laughs> a real book about vampires. Just make sure that book you get isn't a novelisation <laughs> of a film, because where'd you stand then? I love this film. It's just so over the top. I love the fact that he's immediately brilliant with a bullwhip. That should have been like the start of Last Crusade. He should have basically just yeah. cut his own fucking chin and that's it. Hope she like how many hours has she got? It just constant seems to be he always has <laughs> six on the top. Well, they probably filmed this over several weeks, so production just gave her a few more each morning. That's a bit my guess. God, that's a ropey effect now. It's meant to be a little bit American werewolf, I suppose. I mean, by vampire logic, if you behead a vampire, that should kill it anyway, but... Yeah, but uh, you're just talking about the academic studies that have been done, Chris. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes they turn into a big rat. Yeah. That is fucking hideous. I mean, it doesn't look particularly real, obviously, but it, it is kind of hideous. <sighs> or, or, or meant to be a dog or something other. Like that. That's, that's what I'd want. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd want an iconic walking into shot from some Scientologist bird. <laughs> Actually, her career kind of went a bit to shit, didn't it? Did it? Well, she hadn't... Did you ever see Juliet Lewis in much? Well, she does music, though, doesn't she? Does she? Yeah, well, she Is was in a band. Yeah, she was like yeah. Juliet Lewis and the something something. I mean, yeah, she had Dave Grohl like play drums for her at some point, and things like that. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Juliet Lewis but... in the news? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, Juliet Lewis in the news. Juliet Lewis in the news. Well, <laughs> hit to be a square. Um... <laughs> no. Um... I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know how successful um, they were. I think. I think. I think there was a point. Elite and Elix, That was it. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, but... Just a career from two thousand and nine onwards. Huh. Fair enough. That's yeah. it. They'll start. They, they're just coming in, and then they're like, "Oh, hang on a minute. He's one of us, guys." Oh, I feel a bit weird. You feel the vampire coming on. Oh, right, it's all right, guys. I like that there's been this big massive fight and they just shuffle oh, off yeah. somewhere in the there corner. There he is. I don't know. <laughs> Worst Popeye impression ever. That is pretty bad. See, why Why are you like there like looking at the gun? You're like, why are you just squirting with the thing, you dickhead? Because he was too busy thinking about his acting crap. Oh, yeah. True. Death by bomb. The power of Christ compels you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's behind you. Oh shit. Bloody hell. That's that's what vampires think of his acting. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I always imagine how that works, like one bullet just kills them all. 
Kill me, Kate. It's like, you wouldn't need that much convincing, would you? It's like, I know I know it's like a stressful situation, but fuck's sake. It does remind me a bit of Skyfall there, where you like save his life just to like let them suffer a bit more. It's like when he saves Judy Dench at the end just so she can be in agony for another couple of minutes. Thank God Bond's here to stop her dying. <laughs> Thank God I can live for 30 more seconds. Yeah. Oh, great. You saved me just in time to hear some fucking bollocks quip about deep water. Thanks. By the way, this hurts. Also, like, the way, like, Silver was going to do it, it's like, what, it, the bullet's going to go for him first, so there's no guarantee that it would actually go through him and then get to... Yeah. Dench, oh, said, sorry, I forgot. I've got a metal, metal plate in my head. Fuck, sorry, <laughs> a bit embarrassing. I've just got a graze. Well, it, it, yeah, but it could, it could ricochet inside his head and come out, like, on top yes, or something. Yes, it can. They do, they do come out, yeah, you do get bullets, like, change course from going through, like, bone and stuff like that, yeah. So, that, yeah, if... Yeah, imagine the film could have had Bond didn't get there, but he still fired anyway. Ricochet on top yeah, of his head. And, and it, yeah, it came out the bridge of his fucking <laughs> so, so, so your big villain, big grand plan, all that planning just like backfilled by just, doing just, some... just, just to blow his nose off. <laughs> and then basically, uh, Em and King K just stand there looking at each other and go, What the fuck was that about? And then Bond walks in 20 minutes late and goes, I fell into some deep water. And it's like. <laughs> We've all moved on since then, James. <laughs> Fucking worst time quip ever. God, all that looks terrible now. For a second, it was it's, all, heavily, it, pro- it's it, heavily processed as well because it looks really grainy. So yeah. they've done several passes at that to get different things into it. Like, uh, for a there, it looked like they were all having a big, bit of a boogie. What the fuck was going on in there? We've done a bit of a dance. What would you like to know? Didn't you sell me? Didn't you try and sell me pussy last night? <laughs> that wasn't you. All all these guys have been in desperado. Them there. Mm. There's a uh, yeah, Cheech Martin again, and uh, the Edge. Cheech Martin. <laughs> Chris has anglicised him. Cheech Martin. Cheech Martin. Or Cheech Martin, as I call him. Uh, and Chris Marin from Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, on the edge, but without his hat. Really? I, I was like serious then. It's the edge. Just no, not really. Ears. Not really. Riffing on something that Chris said. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cheech Marin and the one-armed drummer from Def Leppard. <laughs> Yeah, it's the edge when he's put on a bit of weight and a uh, Mexican two-pack. And looks different to how he usually is. My brother's <laughs> dead. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> it's where he like, sort of like gets it down and he goes like, and then right at the end they agree with it, he goes like, nope, 25. <laughs> 
I'm not sure I'd want to go anywhere on my own after that for a bit. Yeah, no, I'd stay at home. <laughs> I'd stay at home. <laughs> I stay at home. From dusk till about eleven. <laughs> <laughs> about eleven thirty. From dusk till the end of question time. You you would be traumatized by the whole thing, though, wouldn't you? Like, you would, you, wouldn't you? You would. Yeah. She definitely kind of seems to come on to him a bit at the end of this, though. A bit, but actually, no. It's always struck me as a bit clumsy. Because his reply is, I may be a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. So even he's acknowledging, like, whatever I might be, I'm not fucking you. I think so. I don't think I've read read it as, like, a a romantic thing. But the thing is, like, easy. they've just been through something that is, should we say, extraordinary and kind of, like, life-altering. Yeah. Uh, So it's just, like, survive. So it's, like... And her entire family is dead. He's the only person that she has a connection with. What's all she's like? I've got no one. You know, so, so you're, it, saying, it, so you're it's saying it's like, a bit deeper and more nuanced than just wanting to suck him off. Yeah, it was. It's, it's just something like yeah. I, I, I don't know what. I don't, I, I'm a bit embarrassed now, Chris. I feel a bit shallow. Well, it's just like yeah, it's like I, I don't know what to. Yeah. I've, to be fair, I've always read it both ways simultaneously. Yeah. In like, yes, I think that's what's prompting it. But at the same time, I've always been a bit like, I don't like that very much. Not really necessary. Yeah. I don't know. It it depends. I mean, I suppose if it's how you read it, sometimes you just misread things or you maybe it was that way where she says, like, imagine you want some company. But maybe that's the only way she could word it. There there, there were different different ways it could have been worded. That's all. Hmm. But yeah, but if you get into it, you can. Just all the all hours sorts. in makeup just for that one day, he has to show his arm. <laughs> yeah, so when he says like, "Yeah, I'm not a fucky bastard," it means I'm not going to take you there to a like place of hell just to because just because you asked me to, or just because I've. Can you imagine that you hold your whole your you know you hold up the family. Force them across the border, force them into a building where they're all killed, and they commemorate with the last one by fucking them. <laughs> that might be a tad insensitive, in my view. Uh, I always remember this Matt Payton being terrible. Like, I, d- I, d- I just really like the gag. Oh, I like the gag too, but I always remember that Matt painting. It's like something out of an episode of The Next Generation. Where you suddenly get a shot of like a Klingon like, or something. Impressive yeah. though. I don't know if that's meant to be all supplies under there or what, but yeah, yeah. basically. I still the idea that no one fucking noticed. <laughs> Is that um, like the map painting in Spy Love Me? That actually gives some idea as to why there might be a guy outside distracting them when they all turn up. Come on in, pussy lovers. Don't don't go round the back. Uh, are we mean? Oh, you know what? I, bit, oh, you, you, sorry, I meant of this building. When I say don't go round the back, it's you, not related to my previous pussy promotion. You, you know what would have been really really funny had that had that still had the guy aimlessly riding around the motorbike, like still there. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> They're all still out there, like one of them with an empty beer going. I don't know if the bars even still open. Man, so wasted, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, that's from Dust to Dawn. Um. Hope you enjoyed it. 
<laughs> I know I have. Um... Becca, did you enjoy it? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did actually. Um... Or did you enjoy our chat over it more than enjoy the I film? Enjoyed or... the first half of the film. No, no. Um, actually, I'm. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm not into kind of like gory sort of horror movies and all that. But I do. I. I don't know why, but I do have like a real affection for kind of like in camera effects. Um, and like proper like, prosthetic makeup and things like yeah, that. I think it's, the, it's really cleverly done. I so understand the that, of it. Becca. I prefer in camera effects because when they're off camera, you can't fucking see them. <laughs> no, you can't <laughs> see them when they're out of the camera. Who knows what's going on? I know. Um, I mean, just claiming, you know, we've spent 80 million on the budget, but all of it was behind the camera. I mean, no fucking point, would it? Shocking. No, ridiculous. <laughs> explosion. You didn't see it. but um, like... No, I, I enjoy that more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, I. I was maybe watching like a different film, or obviously wasn't paying attention when I first watched it. Okay, because it was any any seen you know the part of it I remembered was the vampires. Um, but no, that was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, usually not a fan of Robert Rodriguez, but definitely um, is very much. A film Robert too Rodriguez hard. has had rather a, an eclectic career, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. I'm not the biggest of fans, to be fair. He, I certainly don't particularly anticipate his work. I think he he used to be. You used to be good in a way, like you used to be one of those people who uh, did do things with a small budget, and you start you used to yeah. kind of be good in that way. I mean, Desperado is still still decent. Uh, Faculty's you know, all right enough as a as part of, like the teen films and yeah, that's probably like the, even though um, it was like a very much a teen movie, um, and that's one of the films I kind of sort of grew up with, and I would single that one out. It's something that's it's quite clever as well. Um, it's, it's not your typical like teen horror, horror film. Is is recent stuff though is. Absolute fucking dog shit. Um, it's just just really bad. Even the Sin City sequel is just really bad. And but what what is interesting? He, he's, he, oh god, yeah. But he just seems one of the things like I'm he got in the mental seat. kills in space. Oh, <laughs> oh no, yeah, he's doing um, Battle Angel Alita, isn't he? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. So right, let's have a look at his directors. Sims, uh, Sim City, <laughs> Sin City, Sim City. I was growing up with the Sims yeah. in the uh, in the nineties. There, uh, I saw the trailer for Machete, but obviously didn't watch Grindhouse. We've got coming out. Well, they kind of filmed um, around, City around is, what they shot anyway. Um, Spy Kids. I kind of, I think I saw the second one, and that was it. Just going through back through this thing. That's um, why it was a remake of a remake, I think. Well, Desperado is, has got oh, its roots yeah, in lots of different yeah. things, but it is a remake of El Mariachi. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a sequel slash remake. It's very interesting when it comes out. El Mariachi was made for $7,000, which is incredible. I mean, even Clerks, which is, has no visuals and is black and white, cost 27 or something. So I don't know how he did it for seven million, uh, 7000 7 million? Wow. 7 million might have been possible, yeah. Just oops. The sequel to. Two ships. No. Um. Yeah. Do you think the trailer's just going to sound odd when I put it out and it's literally me just advertising um, <laughs> advertising vagina in a very British accent? Whatever it was, I, said, I can't even remember. Or was it complaining about it? I can't even remember now. Well, <laughs> well you had you Grant, yeah. Hugh Grant. Um, selling pussy, yes. and uh, yeah, you had complaining about uh, lack of pussy in the <laughs> city twister. 
You've tried to fob me off with breasts, young man. <laughs> I can tell the difference. <laughs> really? Uh, well, we're carrying on with Tarantino with um, the, uh, Kill the Kill Bill, Bill yeah. yeah, Volume One. Yeah, after after taking a break like Tarantino did, it's only a yeah, fit that we return to. We take a break too. Yes. Yeah. Having said that, the first interview I heard from him after he came back, they said, "You know, what have you been doing in that?" And he said, "Well, I had movies to watch." He said, "I had sex to have." I promise we haven't taken a month off because we just wanted to fuck a lot. <laughs> Honestly. No, we took a month off for family reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Health reasons. I mean, admittedly, I masturbated furiously, but it wasn't just for sex. Wait, you masturbate for sex? Yeah, I've got my technique room, <laughs> I go, Yeah, right. I, yeah, I must have it furiously. It wasn't just yeah, for I, sex. I, I, it was also for I, money I, as well. Short doorways <laughs> with, with like a blanket of me and a sign that just says, we'll masturbate for sex. Off because we're basically just giggling on people's time. Ah. <laughs> well, if you want to have sex with me, that'll be two wanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you provided your own Kleenex. Four wristfuls, two for the price of one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am literally, anyone <laughs> listening to this, the film's finished and you're just listening to us giggle like imbeciles, so I'm going to say good night, folks. Uh, good night, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>